Welcome to Travelling 20, your weekly passport to travelling like a pro. I'm Jackie Falgate and each week I'll be joined by travel insiders to uncover their top tips in just 20 minutes. Today on Travel in 20, newlywed bliss is on our minds as Holly Kingston joins me to talk about planning the ultimate honeymoon. Holly, hello. Hello. I am excited to relive the honeymoon because it feels like a long time ago. (laughs) Well, let's go back straight away. Let's relive it all. And let's start at the beginning. I thought we might ask you firstly, what do you think makes a wonderful honeymoon? What are your must-haves? Oh gosh, there's so many. I mean, it's kind of like a wedding. You put so much pressure on it to be amazing because it's meant to be the best trip of your life. But we actually planned our wedding around our honeymoon. So we kind of did it the reverse way. We wanted to, we didn't really care much about the wedding. We wanted to make it an amazing honeymoon. So we were like, we want to do a European summer. So that was, you know, August. So we're like, whatever, we'll do a winter wedding. I'll wear a jacket with my gown and good to go. So, I mean, Europe was always going to be the number one thing for me. The ultimate honeymoon revolves around food and wine for me. That's what chose our destination for us, Italy. Couldn't agree more. So where did you go exactly? We started in Rome and then we went to Tuscany, which was stunning. Both of us have never been there before, which my husband's a pilot. So to find a destination that he hasn't been is very, very tricky. So Tuscany was a must. The Greek islands. So we did Mykonos, Mm -hmm. which was a little bit too wild for a honeymoon. It's funny you say that. Actually, I've been married for nearly 15 years. We did Mykonos, but I think it was very different back then and a lot quieter and a lot cheaper as well. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it is pricey, but it's actually, it's like anywhere. It's it's as pricey as you want it to make it. You know, if you want to go to these ridiculous beach clubs and spend you know, thousands on a day bed and a big couple bottle of, of champagne. Yeah. yeah. So Rome, how many days in Rome? And what would you say to couples that are thinking about including that on their itinerary for their honeymoon? I feel like Rome's almost a must, even if you do it for a few days and just really do those, those experiences. Like there's so much to see there. You can, you kind of just jam pack it. We did the underground tour of the Colosseum, which I would recommend to anyone because uh, it's kind of a more private tour yep. that you get away from all the crowds. Uh, and just like walk and eat and drink. And so we did that for two days. And I feel like two days in Rome is fab. We stayed at Hotel Indigo in mm-hmm. Rome via Luxury Escapes, of course. That was awesome. I mean, a good hotel in Rome is somewhere that's centrally located. Yeah, the, like you said, it's a walking city very much, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. I think I think with Rome, you know, you, you obviously want to make sure you're staying in a really beautiful place, but you don't really actually – you're not in your hotel all that much. So Hotel Indigo was great because it was just really centrally located, did lots of walking, lots of eating. What I think is lovely about your itinerary just off the top of my head is you've got a little bit of relaxing time and you've mixed that in with a bit of culture – And as you said, a bit of activity as well. And I think that's a really nice balance. Mm, And I also think the start of a honeymoon in particular, you've got so much adrenaline. You're coming off the wedding. We went literally a day after. And to just get straight into a city like that, and avoid jet lag, you kind of, you check into your hotel and you just- Hit the ground running. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Rome, I think is a perfect little, 
little starting point if you're doing a European honeymoon. How did you decide? Was there any sort of debate between the two of you? Like obviously Tuscany, Jimmy hadn't been to, but Mm. was there any other destinations you were like, I want to go here, he wants to go there? How did you make your decision? Do you know, we have so many disagreements about finding places he hasn't been. Like I can't stand when he goes, oh, yeah, because he's one of those people when you're in somewhere and he'll walk past a laneway and he'll be like, oh, so that back in, you know, 2015 is where <laughs> I, you know, I did this and I did – and I'm like – so my – our biggest arguments came from finding places he hadn't gone to. Which is an unusual problem to have. I know, I know. It's <laughs> poor him. Um, so, yeah, so we – Rome was kind of a must just because he loved carbonara. We just made an agreement that two out of the – all the places we went, two of them he had to have not been to. And so that was Tuscany and Menorca. So I think what's really beautiful about Tuscany, it's one of those truly romantic places. So where did you stay and what did you do? We stayed at the incredible Castel Monastero and it was in the Chianti region. So we went from Florence, which we stayed in the Leon Blue Suites, which were beautiful. right on the river there in, in oh, Florence, off yes. Firenze, which was amazing. I mean, Florence was great to go straight from Rome. It was very similar. You know, you walk a lot and you do a lot of cultural Mm. things, amazing food. Um, I think I had the best pizza I've ever eaten in my life in Florence. So picked up a car from Florence and went straight to uh, Tuscany, Chianti region, Castel Monastero, beautiful old castle. And we really just spent our day. We we didn't have much planned there. We didn't. if I was to do it again, I'd probably book in like a cooking class or something or mm. something. Well, that's a really good tip as well. Mm. Like the two of you can bond over cooking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, with cooking classes as well, like when you make the pasta from scratch and you leave and you're like, we're going to go back home and we're going to do this for all our friends and family and whatnot, and you never do. But it's still fun to do. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a must-do on holiday. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, so we kind of just... We drove from town to town there. I mean, in Tuscany, there is so many places to visit. You could spend weeks and weeks there and not even scrape the surface. Mm. Where we stayed in the Chianti region was beautiful because you've just got so many amazing little towns that you just duck in and out of and just explore and, you know, I couldn't even... Pro tip is to get the car. Get the car. Yeah. Yeah, in Tuscany, that's a must because there's just, you know, you're just driving through kilometres and kilometres of amazing vineyards and wineries and, you know, it's just you've got to have the car. And Luxury Scapes can organise all that for you. And I think Mm. that's one of the good things when you're planning a honeymoon. You don't want that extra stress on top of your wedding as well. Exactly. Yeah, we we actually did organise a car through Ellie and, yeah, just made it super easy. And that that trip from Florence, the road trip from Florence to Tuscany is like a must-do in itself Mm. because you're just looking out the windows going, oh, my gosh, am I in a movie? Oh, add it to the list. Um, And then where did we go? So we went from Tuscany, flew over to Santorini. Well, I wanted to ask you about Santorini because you did some work for Ali on the show and you saw this place and wanted to book it for your honeymoon. Is that sort of Mm. what happened? Yeah. So we, I went over with the wonderful Cameron Datto and as amazing as that was, I kind of wanted to bring like a romantic partner back. Mm. Well, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. We love Cameron, yeah. but yeah, but not in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we when I was with Cameron on LETV, that was incredible. Um, we stayed at Nobu in Santorini, and then we also stayed at Santo Pure in. Ia. And Santo Pure is to this day, and let me tell you, I have done some really 
incredible. I've been very, very fortunate to do a lot of travel, particularly with LA. Santo Pure is my favourite resort on earth. Okay, why? Mm. So when when we're booking somewhere, we look for a few things. You, I really think it's imperative to be walking distance to a, a town because Agreed. you want to have your You don't lines. have to rely on public transport or getting a taxi or having a car. Exactly. And this was one of the most surprising things I found about Santorini and we were actually really hesitant to book it for a honeymoon spot because it's pretty much the most stereotypical place. Mm, I had my honeymoon there too. (laughs) (laughs) So when Cameron and I went, I think it was late May, early June when we went, which is just kind of when things are starting to pick up. Yeah, Yeah, and I think from memory it's Santorini has like 15,500 residents but then in – you know, throughout the year they actually have 2 million Mm. plus visitors. Uh, So, and that's all through the summer months. So I was terrified that Santorini, even when Cameron and I went, it was starting to pick up. And so I said to Jimmy, I said, I don't know if we should do it for the honeymoon because we're going August, peak time. It was, when we stayed at Santo Pure, it's this incredible resort in ER, the best sunsets I've ever seen in my life. You're looking out over the Aegean Sea, you've got live music every night. It was stunning and it's got like six or something pools and then you've got a private pool in your little, in your room. But it's walking distance to ER through this private track. Within five minutes, you're in the hustle and bustle of ER town, but you just walk back down this little track and you feel like you're a million miles away. So I feel like that was the main selling point for me. They also did a really good Greek breakfast. So that was also a big one. Oh yes. What's in the breakfast? We did oh, cover off Greek, some food. Yeah, Greek, Greek yogurt, yogurt, fresh Greek yogurt, tomatoes, honeycomb, mm. all those things. Yeah, it was amazing. So I would recommend But how many days there. would you recommend there? Uh, oh, you could uh, just live there if yeah. I could. But um, <laughs> I think four days is ample yep. in Santorini. It's enough to, To see know, everything see. and to relax. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. both. Beautiful. Yeah. Mykonos was after that. So that was a bit of a change of pace. We stayed at Hotel Kouros in Mykonos, which was kind of on the near Mykonos Old Town. So walking distance to Mykonos Old Town. And I think that's really key with Mykonos is is one of the things um, that's great is to stay or just on the outskirts so you can walk into town and experience the nightlife without being stressed, as you said, with with where to go and and how to get there. Yeah, exactly. And with Mykonos, it's one of those places I didn't actually really understand until until I went there. The nightlife is really at all the beach clubs and all mm. of those places that are on the other side of the island. Mykonos Old Town is actually a little bit more cultured and, like, you can actually go to some really nice Greek yeah, taverns beautiful. and all of that. Uh, so I really liked where we stayed. I think that was a really good balance because you can kind of escape the hustle and bustle but still be close enough to things. One of the places I think that's imperative to include on a honeymoon is Spain and you certainly had it on yours. We started in Barcelona. So if I'm honeymooning, what are the must-dos in Barcelona and where did you stay? Oh, Barcelona was just incredible. I mean, the, the food, the the vibe there. I think I actually would not – it's funny you say that because I would not have thought Spain as a honeymoon destination. Oh, yeah. We, we did three cities on our did honeymoon you? there. Yeah, I, I love Spain. I think the food yeah. and I think the culture as well. Yeah, it was just – I mean, I 
I would move to Barcelona in an absolute heartbeat. We stayed at this incredible place called The One yep. in Barcelona, which was uh, it was just every little detail was thought out. It was luxe. The robes were beautiful. You know when you go to a place and you're like looking at every little detail? It's romantic exactly. when it's at that level, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, The One was amazing because it was right in the hustle and bustle of yep. Barcelona, but it was still kind of in this like beautiful, quiet street. Mm -hmm. And so that was perfect. We booked that via Ellie and we had this amazing complimentary a la carte breakfast both mornings, which was incredible. Like Mm -hmm. the Spanish omelettes and so good. Big thing of pastries on the table that you, you know. Did you feel like it was a real treat as well at a a hotel like that? Like it's something that it's a destination. Yes, you're there for the city, but you've almost got this extra level of luxury when you stay at a hotel like that. Absolutely. It was like the term bougie comes to mind. It was absolutely (laughs) all of that. It was just incredible. We just went to beautiful Spanish tapas places at night and just walked everywhere. I... Yeah, I absolutely loved Barcelona. And as part of this podcast series, we spoke to Khan Ong about his street eat faves. And he's obviously an amazing chef. And he said to me, you know, wherever I go in the world, I do a cooking class. And I think a newly married couple to get down and to start cooking together, you did that. Spoken from a true chef. And we we went and did a beautiful uh, paella cooking class mm. in the centre of the city there. This this woman had a, a It was in her home, a little courtyard in the middle of the city. As soon as we got back, it was one of those things, usually you would do a cooking class in a foreign place and you'd be like, I'm going to home make pasta every single day. This was, we got back and I went straight on Amazon and I bought all the proper paella paella dish dish and all of that, the proper rice. haven't done it yet, but. Who's the better cook? (laughs) Oh, Absolutely me. Absolutely me. No question. The markets there were amazing. We actually went there the first day and there was a power outage. So we were kind of going through them in the dark, but we actually made it more magical. Yeah. Yeah. So then you headed to somewhere that I think a lot of Aussies probably haven't been yet. Mm. Yeah. So Menorca, so we went to Menorca, Mm. which is a lot of people have heard of Mallorca. Menorca is Mallorca's baby brother and it's it's actually massive. How I found it was I was looking for just that last little place. We hadn't decided on Spain yet. And I was actually just zooming in on a map and I was like, oh, what's that place? And I found Menorca and it was somewhere Jimmy hadn't been for once. That's a big tick. Mm. And we, (laughs) Menorca, it's meant, it's known for the blue waters and, you know, it's got hundreds of little beaches and coves and all of that. But what made Menorca so damn special, we stayed at a place called Vestige Sonvel, which is, I think it's relatively new. We booked that via Luxury Escapes mm-hmm. and it was, it's like an 18th century manor house, had horses. Wow. Oh, and sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm. you're a horse mm. lover. Mm. I, yeah, okay. Had horses. It was there were bi- like bikes included in the stay, and you could just How bike gorgeous. ride. It's little caves and amazing. It was it was the perfect mix of relaxing, luxe, and also there's you you kind of go every day in Menorca, and you just pick a beach on a map, and you just you know you go to it. So 
a car in Menorca is a must. A pro tip? As well, yes, absolutely. But the funny thing with Menorca, we had this vision, it's kind of, it, it goes hand in hand with not wanting to make, not wanting to put too much pressure yeah. on the honeymoon being the greatest, you know, travel of your life and nothing will go wrong. We arrived in Menorca. I think the flight is 45 minutes from yep. Barcelona to Menorca. Yep. So it's basically get up in the plane and you yep, get back, go back down. down. Menorca, we actually extended our stay. And if I was to go back to anywhere, Menorca would be the number one place I'd go really? back to. Just I want to experience exactly, you know, because it was so magical even when we went. And, you know, they are known for that crystal clear water. And we kind of saw that the last few days. But oh, the so first how many few, days did you do there? Even we ended up, I think we ended up doing about six days there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And we extended it. All right. That was insane. So I need your pro tips about a honeymoon, That the do's and the don'ts. Okay. My number one thing would be make the most of the free stuff because, okay, tell all the accommodation. We told all of our Luxury Escapes booked accommodation. We wrote in a few months before, hi, guys, just letting you know it's our honeymoon because you need to make the most of that free mm. champagne, the free Prosecco on arrival, <laughs> the Mr. and Mrs., the petals on the bed, just soak it up. Yep. So yep. make sure to do that. Yep, that is a great tip. Mm. The free stuff, very important. Second one would be, this sounds kind of like it would be common sense, but not many people do it these days because it's so hard to get all the time off. But I would go straight from wedding to honeymoon. And yep. a lot of, like I've got a few friends getting married in a couple of weeks and they're doing their honeymoon next Oh, yeah, because it's coming into the Australian summer, so they're waiting for the European summer. And also just trying to find that time to get off work and whatnot. But I think that was the best thing, even if you can just get a few days off after the wedding. Enjoy the wedding bubble. Yeah, Yeah. and also you don't realise how stressed you are just on top of work, on top of everything, planning a wedding, that you want to make sure that you just really embrace every second. Something to look forward to after the wedding because if you don't, it's kind of, well, that's the high point of, you know, one of the high points of my life and then what am I going to do now? I've got to go back to work. Absolutely. Embrace the the moment and then you'll feel extra bummed when you're on the flight back, but that's irrelevant. That's That's okay. That's a tomorrow problem. (laughs) Um, And also I think a honeymoon is, as I said before, a honeymoon is, is very similar to a wedding. There's a lot of pressure on it. There's, you know, you're spending a lot of money and you've got a lot of time off. And also it's just, you just want to make it the greatest holiday of your life. Mm. And I think the sooner you get that out of your head, the better, because you've got to go in with an attitude, which is what will, it's travel. What Mm. will happen will happen. We had a bloody cyclone we flew through. We had lost luggage. We had cancelled flights. We were stuck in Zurich one night for Mm. a Zurich airport hotel. When I look back on it, I'm like, why didn't we just embrace that moment? Embrace the chaos. Yeah, embrace the chaos. Go and get some Swiss fondue and just embrace that, you know. So I think don't put too much pressure on it is a number one thing. And also we did every second day airplane mode. So just you want to take your nice photos on on Instagram and tell all your loved ones that you're on your honeymoon and you loved up, but take that time to just enjoy it. Aeroplane mm. mode every second day. Do it. That is such a good idea. And my little pro tip is to book through Luxury Escape so you can take the hassle out of it Absolutely. and have everything organised for you. Absolutely. And that, well, <laughs> genuinely, we did six bookings all through Luxury Escapes and it's those little complimentary perks. We had complimentary breakfast in every place we stayed. Yep. Our cars were sorted for us. Our transfers, you've got cocktail nights, you've got all these. 
luxury escapes do those things so, so well. Mm. I need to book a second honeymoon. I think I've been it. married for 14 years. <laughs> it's, I think time. it's time. <laughs> it's time. Holly, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. That was awesome. Thanks for listening. Experience more of the world's best holiday destinations with luxury escapes, with more inclusions, more value and more expertise. Find and book everything you need from hotels and resorts to flights, tours, cruises and experiences. Stay up to date with other episodes of Travelling 20 on Spotify, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts and visit luxuryescapes.com to get more from your next holiday.